across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. So we're getting ready to round up our show today. Before we do that, however, let's take you to Beira in Mozambique. This is where communities are picking up the pieces after they were, their homes were wrecked by Tropical Storm Eloise. Uh, Kwari Ziad, Ziad Patel, that is, is a trustee and international projects coordinator at the Al Imdad Foundation. Uh, Kwari, you've been in Beira for a couple of days now. Firstly, talk to us about the kind of work that you're there to do. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity this morning. As I speak to you, the situation on the ground is still quite dire. And, you know, all I can say is that when there's a major hype regarding any disaster, then we find the INGOs from across the globe, they descend, and, you know, they provide relief, etc. Sadly, with the excitement in the news, there hasn't been much media hype about this disaster. Hence, uh, there's not many organizations that are out here helping the system. You know, we've heard of statistics saying about seven to 10,000 people having this case. But trust me, I would say that this is a very, very conservative figure. Our teams are on the ground, and what we are seeing play out, I mean, it is really, 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 very sad and, 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 and frightening. You know, we went out to an IDP center yesterday, and we were quite shocked to find 4,025 people shedding 110. Mm-hmm. 4,025 people. I mean, that's a staggering figure during the pandemic crisis, shedding just 110. And also, we are finding that people are continuously on the move, trying to find higher ground. So there is a continuous displacement of people. And these are some of the challenges which we are facing right now. Limited resources, uh, logistical challenges, the places such as Guzi, uh, which have been isolated and cut off because of the flooding. You know, so there's many greatest complexities and challenges with regards to cycling interviews right now. What's the work being done locally to try and, and assist uh, some of the uh, people that are living in that area? Yeah, so the Animal Foundation, we are very, very active on the ground. Our teams are on the ground. We have been assisting with emergency relief, and that has been comprising uh, food packs, uh, hygiene packs, uh, clean water, etc. You know, just to give you an understanding of how dire the situation is down is. There are people that are still trying to, to escape into higher zones or to safer zones because mm. there has been word out that Zimbabwe may open some of its school gates. So the local, con- the, the local population, uh, there's a bit of a pandemonium already. Uh, so these are uh, some of the challenges which we are seeing facing us right now. Uh, yes, going forward, going forward, we hope, we hope that the situation will stabilize to a certain degree. But we must also understand that large scale and area of land is still underwater. And already these villages which we are talking about mm. are very, very impoverished, uh, poor villages. These communities are very, very, very poor. So here you have a poor uh, people uh, are now coupled with uh, another disaster. It only makes a very bad situation worse. It only exacerbates this uh, sad situation. So these are some of the challenges which we are facing. But yes, uh, our team is on the ground. Uh, the good thing is that people are still very resilient. And uh, going forward, we find that the livelihood of these individuals and these families mm. is going to be affected because they all found from the ground and now that is all on the water.
But are you finding that there are more organizations that are coming to that area to give assistance? You know, if I do a comparison between Cyclone Idai, which happened in 2019, and a look at Cyclone Eloise here in 2021, uh, you know, in Cyclone Idai, we had many, many organizations, literally hundreds of organizations from across the globe that descended and helped and assisted. Here comes Cyclone Eloise, you know, and there's hardly many organizations that are active on the ground. In fact, there are just a handful of organizations on the ground. So resources are limited. Uh, emergency aid is limited. Mm. The INGC, which is connected to the Mozambican government, I mean, their resources are also limited. And trust me, trust me, uh, the displacement of people is increasing day in and day out by the hour. Mm. You know, so this is uh, some of the complexities which we are seeing on the ground. Also, what I want to say is that many, many, many people, many, many people uh, are moved into these IDP centers. And these IDP centers, internally displaced people's centers, uh, they, they cannot cope. They cannot cope. So we've been seeing firsthand where people are sometimes just living under the trees, out in the open, under the mm. elements of nature. Mm. And uh, in many areas, the water is still very, very, very high. Again, if I do a comparison with Cyclone Idai and Cyclone Eloise, Cyclone Idai was a bit of a smaller cyclone down in 2019, but it was much more stronger and the intensity was much more greater. But cyclone in the weeds is a much more larger, a much more larger cyclone, bringing it vast amounts of rain. Mm. And if you look at the area which has been affected, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, South Africa, parts of, of Botswana. You know, the amount of rain which it has dropped is unbelievable. Hence, we find that the Zambezi Basin right now is it's going to take some time for that water to drain out of the Zambezi Basin. And the, reason, and, and the result of that means that for a long period of time or an extended period of time, these people will not be able to go home and restart their lives. Hence, they will need our assistance. They will need our help going mm. forward at least, at least for the next month. Mm. So resources are limited. Uh, the future doesn't look that bright. We are making a humble appeal to anyone out there. Let's get together. South Africans have always extended the humanitarian hand and humanitarian heart. These are our neighbors. Let's see what best we can do. Yes, I mean, that foundation seems right here on the ground. We are representing South Africa. We are representing South Africans. And of course, the people on the ground, we do acknowledge this. And they are very, 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 very grateful mm. to South Africa and for South Africans that are coming over and helping and assisting. But yes, the situation is extremely dire. Of course, one of the other challenges for many communities there is the fact that they had barely recovered from Cyclone Idai, which uh, you have been speaking about, when they were hit by this tropical storm. That's a very good point which you have brought up. In fact, we can still see a lot of reminiscence of uh, Cyclone Idai, a lot of the destruction from Cyclone Idai, which it has, in fact, people have not recovered or recuperated uh, from Cyclone Idai. And here comes about a year and a half later, we find Cyclone Idai. And what you must understand is that this cyclone has affected communities which are already impoverished. These are already very, very poor people. You know, the villages which are underwater, these are villages without the, the bare necessities. This is how people are getting by. And now here comes a cyclone in the weeds. Mm. It just makes a bad situation much, much more worse. Mm. We haven't recuperated from one cyclone, and not too long thereafter we have another cyclone. Mm. This is unfortunately the reality on the ground. But I would say, I would say that we perhaps maybe need to be a bit more proactive and see what we can do for poor and impoverished communities in mm-hmm. southern Africa.
It's such an important point that you're raising. I, I just want to ask you briefly before I let you go on the issue of, you know, assistance that's coming through from the continent. Is there any coordinated efforts uh, that you have seen? Well, I know I'm running a lot of comparisons yesterday, you know, but it's because we were very active in 2019 doing cycling with mm. and come cycling with these on the ground again. You know, at that time, there was a lot of coordination, a lot of collaboration. But I think this time around, because there are so few organizations which are working in the Safala area, the Safala province, there is limited collaboration and limited uh, mm. partnerships, etc., in helping and assisting these people. So, you know, what I, my try this morning, my try is that we are facing various complexities, various challenges, you know, and the situation on the ground is still very, very dire. Mm-hmm. You know, just yesterday, yesterday, I saw two young girls, maybe five or six years old, they had taken water in the bottle from the river, and trust me, it's dangerously high, and that's the water that they were drinking and consuming. You know, so this is, the, 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 this is how dire the situation on the ground is. Again, we, were, we had noticed yesterday people trying to, to, to get to a higher zone or to a safer zone. You know, I mean, many, many, many people mm-hmm. trying to uh, uh, leave the, 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 these uh, dangerous areas and looking for a safer zone. And uh, this is the complexity. We're also finding that the amount of IDPs, the amount of the, the displacement of people, is going to increase in days to come. So hence, uh, you know, it's, it's a sad situation and we need to humble people out there Whoever can assist in whichever way, let's come together, let's rally together, and let's do something here for our neighbors who are suffering the second time around with cycling in the weeds, and they haven't yet recuperated from cycling Eli from a year and a half ago. Kari Ziad Patel, let's leave it there for today. He's a trustee and international projects coordinator at the Al Imdad Foundation. As you heard, it's very dire for the residents on the ground in Beira in Mozambique right now as they try and, you know, pick up the pieces of their lives. But, uh, you know, the, the water levels are still quite high. So many haven't been able to return to their homes. You heard about the internal displacement centers um, where they are just overcapacitated, overwhelmed, and you have people that um, are sleeping under trees. And it, it's such an, an important issue uh, for us to consider as we, uh, you know, get through this pandemic and to remember that there are people who are still you know, having to deal with if, with something like the after effects uh, or the aftermath rather of that particular cyclone that is cyclone eloise